about anything and everything. So I've got 127 topics to discuss with you. News Radio 610. Maybe not Natalie. WIOD. It is 10.50. Welcome back on this Wednesday. What isn't happening, right? And what hasn't happened? You know, there were a lot of tense moments, obviously, during the Trump presidency. Not just what we know, but a lot of what happened behind the scenes. And some of that recently documented in a new book called Sacred Oath, Memoirs of a Secretary of Defense During Extraordinary Times. And the author and the said former Secretary of Defense, one Secretary Mark Esper, who joins us now. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Brian. Great to be with you. Okay, so, you know, kind of the big picture summarized, seems like you felt you had a moral obligation to stay with the president despite your misgivings about his administration. Yeah, I, I, I thought I had a duty to the country because my oath was to the Constitution to to uh, to remain in office, to, uh, first of all, advance important initiatives, positive initiatives for our nation's security at the Pentagon, but secondly, to push back on these increasingly bad ideas that were coming from parts of the White House that I thought would be harmful to the country, harmful to DOD, you name it. I, I outlined many of those in the book, and people said, well, why didn't you resign? And I, in many cases, I wrestled with this. I talk about it in the first few pages of the book. It had been far easier for me to resign, but I didn't think that that would be the best thing for the country at the time. Secretary Esper, you take a look at the Trump presidency from a defense standpoint, and from the outside, it looks like it was quite effective. I'm curious to get your thoughts on his administration in total and how effective the net policy result was, regardless of what might have gone on behind the scenes. Yeah, look, it's a great question. I try to be very fair to everybody in my book, which is why I had over two dozen four stars and senior civilians help help with it. Uh, look, the President Trump had a lot of successes on the policy front, uh, traditional Republican objectives, and I'm a Reagan Republican that I, I supported. Less uh, regulation, lower taxes, rebuilding the military, border security, conservative judges, you name it. Uh, but too often he went too far in some of these things. So uh, I thought there were a lot of successes on during his tenure that, that that which is explains in some part why republicans still support him no doubt um and to that end i mean we've seen what what's happened geopolitically without him on the scene i mean ultimately what he represented even if it was a matter of fear do you believe that was effective in keeping hostile foreign actors at bay well there is something to be said about unpredictability and he he certainly espoused a muscular foreign policy approach um, so, so, so there's that piece of it too. I, I did not support, uh, his rhetoric with regard to NATO, uh, withdrawal. I look, he was absolutely right, by the way, in terms of NATO countries paying more for their defense and living up to the commitments. He was 110% right. And he was right about Germany and Nord Stream. They should have gotten out of it, which they're, they're finally doing both. But it just went too far in terms of suggesting we withdraw all of our forces from Korea or withdraw from the NATO alliance. Uh, I actually thought that would undermine our security. We are speaking to former Defense Secretary Mark Esper, his book, Sacred Oath, Memoirs of a Secretary of Defense During Extraordinary Times. Given the challenges in the day-to-day, do you feel as though your opposition was 
listen to, or do you feel like it was a constant battle between you and the president and perhaps those around him that assigned to his his perspective? Well, look, as, as a cabinet secretary uh, or for any boss you work for, you own their, your best advice, your most honest advice, and sometimes that's supporting it. Sometimes that often for me was coming back with better options, and sometimes it was pushback. And I think depending on the situation, I manage those. But, uh, you, you know, there are a lot of people around the president who are putting, I thought, bad ideas on the table or, or were suggesting things to him that not only didn't help the country, but didn't help him, frankly. And so there was that kind of constant uh, tension with some folks. I, I kind of speak to who they are, and I give some examples. So uh, I, I thought the president could have been better, better served with different people around him. When the pandemic hit, did that just turn everything on its head? Yeah, it really did. I mean, look, it's the greatest pandemic in 100 years, and uh, we had a great economy, fantastic economy, low unemployment, and it really knocked us back. And I, obviously, it affected the president in terms of his uh, in terms of his electoral chances. It had an impact there as well. But it, it set us back in any number of ways, not just us, but our, our allies around the world, and, and created some openings for the bad actors like China and Russia to kind of say that democracies can't do well as compared to autocracies. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, we, we fought this virus for, for months, and I was very proud of what how DOD held up and how we supported the American people. So we take a look at the landscape today. How would you rate the, the threat Russia relative to China and even uh, the Biden administration policy on Cuba announced yesterday? Yeah, look, China is the greatest strategic adversary we'll face in this century. Uh, they're the second largest economy in the world. They're growing. they got the largest uh, population in the world, uh, economic might, political might in the region. They're unlike anything we've seen in, in, uh, in a century to include the Soviet Union. Uh, Russia is a declining power. Um, if you look at every metric, economics, demographics, etc., they're on the way out in, in some ways. And we saw, based on their performance on the ground in Ukraine, that uh, they're, they're more, more of a paper tiger than we estimated. And the Ukrainians are just really showing a lot of uh, courage and, 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 and capability under fire. So uh, that we have to take them seriously because they're still a nuclear power, but we cannot lose focus on, on China. And I'd like to see the Biden administration pick up their game a little bit more with regard to dealing with the Chinese in terms of uh, beefing up the military. I'm not happy with the budgets they're putting forward. And I think there needs to be more of a war fighting focus from the Biden administration uh, when it comes to the Pentagon. Yeah, real quick as uh, we wrap up, uh, Mr. Secretary, I'm just curious. At any point, did you come across a, uh, a Colonel Jim Mudd? I believe you guys missed each other at West Point by about two years. But uh, I know you are a lieutenant colonel during your capacity uh, over overseas. Yeah, no, but uh, I guess he's a relative, huh? Yeah, he's uh, my cousin. He's, he's uh, late uh, at this point, but just curious because you guys um, cross paths seemingly must have just missed each other. Appreciate it. And again, the book, it's Sacred Oath, Memoirs of a Secretary of Defense During Extraordinary Times, Defense Secretary Mark Esper. We'll be right back here at the Brian Mudd Show. He's ready at 610 WIO.